Imagine if you can, being 12 years old and your father suddenly passes away, and you're told you're now the man of the house. The weight and the gravity, the pressure of being told that when you're 12. What do you do with that kind of information? And how does that shape and mold you into your future? Well, in today's conversation, I have what I call a reality leader, a person that truly comes alongside and knows how to serve and bring out the best in others. This is one of the bravest, most candid conversations I've ever had in my life to have somebody that's a thought leader, that's a CEO, an influencer say, I don't have all the answers. And I've had to go on my own journey to figure out who I am. Stay tuned. Hey there, you're listening to the Living a Limitless Life podcast. I'm Sharon Hughes, and on this show, we talk about mastering your mindset, growing your faith, and becoming the leader you want to be, with tips, strategies, and interviews to help you create a life you love. I'm really glad you're here. So come on, let's go. In today's episode, I have my good friend, Mike Lenda. He's the CEO of The Well Coffee House. He has a long history of serving people through Compassion International, Blood Water Mission, and serving coffee because he used to work at Starbucks. So coffee is his gig. People is his passion. Welcome to the show, Mike. Hey, thank you very much for having me. It's so uh, gracious and kind of you to invite me into this community. Thank you. Oh, uh, thanks so for thrilled. asking. I'm yeah. so thrilled. Yeah. If it wasn't for our mutual friend, Mike Foster, we mm. would have never met. <laughs> That's very true. And that was uh, such a great time to be with you and with him. And, uh, you know, that was uh, yeah, very special learning for me as we mm-hmm. you know, both desire to serve others and give to others as well as um, strengthening how we take care of ourselves. So that was great. It is. Well, before I pushed the record button, our conversation just started unfolding in so many directions that I was like, wait, wait, we should be recording. So I'm so excited for the value that you have to bring to the show. I mean, you're a thought leader. You are such a servant leader as well. And I just want to jump right in with the story that you shared with me earlier about being handed a t-shirt that said Mm. creator. Yeah. Yeah. I was in New York, um, which is a city that I always say that I, I go to escape. Now for some people, New York is far from an escape. It's noisy. (laughs) It's loud. Uh, Some people go to the desert. You know, I go to New York. I'm crazy that way. And it's primarily, I always say in that big city, I can be small. And there's something about that, that, Mm -hmm. that juxtaposition that um, I just feel closer to God. I feel, um, I I really feel, uh, you know, nobody's going to run into me in Times Square. Um, So it, uh, so it just really feels like, uh, I feel like home there in many respects. And uh, I was there for a marketing conference, and um, I was leading a marketing strategy that I was really struggling getting off the ground. And I was leaving this marketing conference just being reminded of, oh, this is marketing. This is what I miss doing, and just really feeling uh, a struggle of what I was trying to accomplish. And uh, I was walking to a WeWork in Manhattan. Uh, I don't know if you've ever visited their co-working spaces, very creative all over the world. And uh, I was going to head there for uh, an afternoon of co-working mm-hmm. and in their their idea of welcoming, they handed me all these stickers of New York and 
And then they had me a t-shirt that said creator on it. And the first thing that came to my mind was, oh, I can't wear this. I'm not a creator. Author Danielle Laporte has a quote um, that, uh, you know, can you remember who you were before the world told you who you should be? Uh-huh. And uh, it, when, when I, that voice came into my head of, um, I can't wear this, I'm not a creator. I really felt God say to me, when did you forget who you were and how I've created you wow. to be? And uh, that was a moment of me, uh, one, realizing how off track I was of, of seeing what I was accomplishing was not equaling who I was, which you've spoken about before. You know, what my job is and, and what my title is or, or what my checklist is, the things I'm not checking off the box, wasn't aligning with who I was. Therefore, mm-hmm. I wasn't it. And uh, it was a wake-up call. It really was of being reminded of who I was. And it really, for an entire year, it was a quest of rediscovery, um, of uh, you know, quieting my soul, uh, mm. sitting with, with uh, just really uh, understanding just because I'm not accomplishing what I thought I was there to accomplish, mm-hmm. um, that my purpose was not tied up with who I was. Uh, or what I was, what I was accomplishing, and um, mm-hmm. that entire year is eventually what led me to my current role. A year later, um, uh, leading the Well Coffee House here in Nashville, uh, and so uh, that was a very, very pivotal time, uh, very, very pivotal experience. And I still wear that shirt on days where I need to be reminded of who I am, uh, I and love need, that. need. It's really, I feel like it's my Superman cape that I put on under my outfit <laughs> uh, as a reminder of you know, those times of doubt of, uh, can I accomplish this? Or, um, you know, am I really cut out for this? It reminds me of that I'm yeah, uniquely created for, um, to be creative and uniquely created, um, uh, for the opportunities that I'm currently in. You know, that is such an amazing story. And isn't it just like God that you end up somewhere and you're going, what am I doing? This just like, it's not working and everything. Mm-hmm. And he throws the door open right, and goes, look, this yes. is why I brought you here. <laughs> it, it, it raised my eyes from, you know, staring at the ground, grumbling about why I'm not accomplishing about what I'm accomplishing. Mm-hmm. It, it mm-hmm. lifted my eyes to realizing, uh, you know, really who I am and how it's not attached to what I'm, you know, what my task list says. Yeah. So that that definitely was a powerful moment. Well, I I love the things that I see you post online on your mm-hmm. Instagram um, because you just do have such like you're so you're so brave. You just put yourself out there mm-hmm. and you say things like before we started recording, we talked about how there's that pressure as leaders, um, CEOs, to mm-hmm. know what you're doing. And you alluded to that sometimes you don't. <laughs> uh, definitely. You know, when I took this role, I rem- uh, well, just to even back up, when this opportunity came up uh, months before, during this whole year between the creator shirt and taking this role, I felt that my soul was being prompted in the mm-hmm. new direction. I didn't know what it meant, um, but I felt God was stirring something within me. I would even ask my wife, has God told you anything? <laughs> uh, and she would say, no, I'm afraid to ask him because you know, I think she was afraid we were going to end up in some you know, um, hut in Botswana, which I would, <laughs> would have been fine with. You know, That would have been a little bit terrifying for her and our five children. But um, 
but with that being said, I felt something stirring within me. It was when the role came up to um, take the opportunity to lead the Well Coffee House. Mm-hmm. At first, I felt an immediate peace. Uh, I felt like that's what my soul was waiting for, even though I mm-hmm. kept thinking, oh, surely it's this other role I'm about to uh, interview for. Nope. Mm-hmm. Surely it's going to, this is, surely God, this is how you're aligning it. Nope. Uh, you know, I kept feeling like I thought I knew, but I, um, when this opportunity came, first I thought, oh, CEO, that's, it's actually taken me a long time to even say that's what I am. I would say, <laughs> like, come up with these garbly words of, you know, I, you know, I'm a part of a coffee chain or, I, you know, as opposed to being okay with the title I've been given. Because, you know, when I first said to my wife, do you think I could do this? She said, if you're offered the job, you take it. If you're not offered the job, you don't take it. Uh, you know, <laughs> thankfully, she believed in me at the moment more than I did. And God has reconfirmed it over and over again, because as Mm -hmm. people have heard that I've taken this role, the common phrase is, well, that makes sense. And when they think of my journey from, you know, being in coffee, both uh, with Starbucks and operations and marketing to working for a water organization to working Mm -hmm. in file development, and now it all coming together to lead this organization. um, uh, You're right. It's easy to, easy for me to, um, one think, oh, I have to have all the answers mm-hmm. and I have to know exactly know everything. I wasn't brought into this role, one by the um, the board of the organization because I, they know I have all the answers. I remember way back in college, somebody saying to me, God doesn't want your ability. He wants your availability. Mm. And uh, mm-hmm. I've held on to that, that, you know, it's really about you know, God didn't give me this role because he can think I can do it with, do it for him. It's about doing it with him. Mm-hmm. And so it's about, you know, him leading and relying on, um, relying on him. It's not about him relying on me. And I have to remind myself about that. I'm not the savior of the well. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to fix it. Not without him. Cause he's the one who's given me this role in the first place. So um, as long as I keep that into perspective, I'm okay. The minute I start relying on myself, we're all in trouble. So that's amazing. You're so humble. I mean, I I think that's one of the reasons why people are so drawn to you is because you're just. I think I want to call you like a reality leader. Mm. Like you just see the reality of of life, and you're you're very non judgmental and very humble and you just seem like you take things just like head on and like okay let's just figure this out well and i think you know i know you shared a lot about your story um you know in the podcast and when i think of my my journey you know is at the age of 12 that my dad died of cancer and i was mm-hmm. born to older parents um, mm-hmm. when i was born my dad was 54 my mo- mom was 45 I was a bit of a surprise. And, um, you know, I encountered a lot of, you know, darkness and death and sadness growing up. And, you know, when my mom, when I was at the age of 12, my mom said to me, you're the man of the house now. And um, that that's a lot for a 12 year old. Yeah. to take on. I feel like from 12 till now, it's been figuring out what does it mean to be mm-hmm quote unquote, the man of the house or the leader had been a quest of realizing that I um, really take your phrase of a reality leader um, to heart because it's really been a quest of realizing what does it mean to be a leader Mm. 
and because for uh, you know my young le- years of being told I'm the leader of the house or the man of the house and feeling ill-equipped to do so, uh, I feel like it's only been in the last several years that I've been able to realize that it's okay to say you know that you don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. Those voices in my head that say that I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I need to surround myself with people who remind me of who I am, right? Uh, and remind me of the truth rather than the lies. Oh um, so wow! Th- that's that's it's been awesome. a quest. It's a yeah. quest, and for yeah, it, you know, it's and it's something that I need to constantly remind myself of. It. That's so cool. Because there's not a lot of people, especially, especially when they're in leadership roles, they Mm. can say that. And that's what I particularly think is so much more um, attractive isn't the right word. Like when you're looking up to different leaders, it's not like, oh, that's attractive about you. It's a different word. And I can't quite think of it. It's just, it's something that you just, that you're drawn to. I don't know. I feel like we need a synonym here. <laughs> Another four. It's just that humility. It's, it's always the humble leader that comes in and just says, hey, I don't have all the answers, but let's figure this out. It's like, mm-hmm. that's the person that you want leading the team. It's not the person that always walks in acting like so polished and like they've got it all figured out and nothing else matters because he's just like going to run the show and kind of, right. you know, like just goes full force at it. And the rest of the team is like, well, okay, I guess we're doing what he's saying, but we still aren't clear and we don't really know what we're doing or what our role is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen that so much. Oh, sure. Yeah. I think that's hard. It's hard to be led um, when you don't feel valued and you don't feel like your voice mm-hmm. is heard. And mm-hmm. you know, the fir- you know, the first month at the well, uh, I worked behind the counter and I made coffee next to the baristas. And um, you know, you. some people knew who I was when they'd come in. They say, you know, did I read about you being the CEO? What, why are you handing me a muffin? <laughs> and, uh, it, but I felt like that was the way to um, understand the business was yeah. to, um, you know, spill coffee on myself and, and stand next to somebody and say, what do you like about working here? And mm-hmm. what are we doing that makes it difficult? And, um, you know, and I know that I, I probably could spend months behind the counter and still not catch it all. You know, thankfully I'm not going to be winning any latte art competitions anytime soon. <laughs> um, but it is important, uh, I believe, um, to care for me to care about the people first. And, you know, I, I take that from um, great leaders I've had before. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, I think that's what we probably all do. I know that's what I do is mm-hmm. uh, take from the people that are in our rear view mirror and, you know, insert it in our playbook. And, uh, you know, I, that's my hope is that the people that I've worked alongside um, will say that, Truly, that's what I did. I worked alongside them, not in front of them. I champion, championed them. Um, uh, I mean, I mean that I have all the answers, but my hope is, is that you know, one of the things I say when I interview people is you're going to spend a lot more time with me than with the people you'd like to spend time with, like your family <laughs> and your friends. So if I'm not making your day enjoyable or your work environment enjoyable, then mm-hmm. um, either you need to change or I need to change or you know, something's got to give. And so, oh, yeah. um, yeah, I, I truly, um, 
you know, desire that. You just keep dropping those leadership um, bombs. (laughs) (laughs) Have to go back through and, um, you know, highlight these for the show notes because these are some great takeaways. So last November, Mm -hmm. you were talking about the voices of truth to quieting the lies and healing a weary soul. Mm -hmm. And I had commented to you earlier, I would have never thought you had a weary soul. Mm -hmm. I don't know how familiar you are with the Enneagram, um, but oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I'm a, you know, a two. So I'm more <laughs> care- concerned about your soul than I am about telling you about mine. Uh, so it's actually <laughs> taken me some practice to be okay to say, okay, let me talk about myself and talk about my weariness. Uh, you know, when we um, met uh, at Mike Foster's mm-hmm. um, uh, retreat, one of the things that he said that has stuck with me since is it's okay to be the doctor and the patient at the same time. I remember that. And so I, you know, when I think of that, I always, going back to feeling like you always have to have all the answers. Um, it's okay to, you know, be able to provide some answers, mm-hmm. but realizing that you sometimes need to provide those answers to yourself or look for others to, yeah. um, to do that for you. You know, that when doctors talk about what the work they do, they call it practicing medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the idea of practicing, it, mm-hmm. they never stop practicing. Mm-hmm. And so the ability for any profession, for all of us as leaders, as believers, whatever it is, to realize that we're always practicing. And um, that means that we haven't, you know, there's not a finish line there. There's not a, there's not a completion that we're always practicing. And so I think when, you know, when I look back at, um, the season I went through from November to November, mm-hmm. uh, from being handed that creator shirt to taking the role at the well, um, it was a time of you know uh, seeking um, truths, and you know some of it you know came through artists. I mean, authors like Jeff Goins, who has a book mm-hmm. um, called "The Art of Work," uh, right. where the things that I heard from him things he says in his book is that your calling is not a single event in your life. Mm. It's the whole body of work you make, including your job, your relationships and your legacy. Mm -hmm. And that success isn't the goal legacy is. And when I think of things like that, Mm -hmm. it it removes the pressure of even this current role that I'm in being a checkbox of, Ooh, I've arrived. It's realizing that <laughs> this is a part of the whole story. And, you know, I've been thankful for authors and other voices and friends that, um, you know, remind me that, and my own wife, that reminds me that life is more than just just a destination. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it's definitely a journey. Oh, that's just so good. So good. Yeah, when we were at, um, at Rescue Academy, mm-hmm. that statement that Mike Foster made about being both patient and physician just that pretty much shook me. I was like, Oh, I have permission. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was so good at giving permission. Um, we have to have him on the show. (laughs) Yeah. Well, gosh, Mike, I just feel like I could talk to you for hours. You just bring so much, take time to listen to your soul and to know who you are and who you're meant to be is Mm -hmm. like the gotta be the single best piece of advice for not just CEOs and leaders, but just everybody on the planet. Like, mm-hmm. I think we, we 
get kids in this cycle of knowing what they're going to be when they grow up and they have so much mm-hmm. pressure and then jump into college and then they have their crisis in college when you know they're not in love with their major and they've either taken out a bunch of loans or their parents have and then they have the guilt <laughs> and all that stuff and then they just go well I better write it out and I you know went to school to be an accountant so I guess I'm an accountant and then by the time yeah. they're like 45 or 50 they realize that's not what what spoke to their soul <laughs> yes. Well, and, you know, I, I recently spoke at a, at a university, you know, and uh, it was interesting. It was after the administration just got up and was talking about career fairs and um, polishing your resume. And I stood up there to say, you know, realizing the anxiety that, it, mm-hmm. that college students have to figure it all out. And, you know, I stood up there to say, just to let you know, you know, I haven't been in college for a couple of decades and I still don't know what's going on. And, um, you know, I, I think there's unnecessary pressure put on ourselves and others mm-hmm. to um, feel like, you know, we have to figure it all out by a certain date or by a certain situation like graduation in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you're right. We, we do put a lot of Um, pressure. My friend Tony Hale talks about, you know, working in the um, entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, he's an actor. And when he talks about, you know, working on a movie, you know, uh, he says, you know, he he will be looking for a job for um, uh, months, if not years, for a job that he'll have just for a few weeks, where the rest of us are looking for a few weeks for a job we hope to have for years. Mm. Um, and when you're on a movie set, the most common question is, what are you doing next? What are you doing next? Oh, yeah. And that it's important, uh, as he would say, is it's important to be content with where you are or you never mm. will be when you mm-hmm. get to where you're going. Mm. And, you know, so, uh, you know, the idea of figuring it all out, knowing where you're going next yeah. is exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting. And to be okay with, where you are and resonated with my quote of just sitting with your soul mm-hmm. and sitting in silence, which can be really um, nerve wracking to sit in mm-hmm. silence. But, um, you know, one of the questions I went to a, a calling class at my church and I thought, mm-hmm. Oh, calling class. Surely they will tell me exactly what I'm called to do. <laughs> and ironically, the class had nothing to do with that. It had to do with reminding me of who I am. Mm-hmm. And the very first question they asked us to do is to sit in silence and, you know, and think about if uh, God spoke to you, um, how much, you know, and if, if you asked him, tell me how much you love me, what would he say back to you? Or if you asked him, if you thought about me when I was being created, what were you thinking about? And just to sit in those questions, that in itself, you know, when you think about calling, Again, mm-hmm. it wasn't a class about what I w- what job I was going to take next, even though I was hoping they would tell me. Um, <laughs> I, I realized it was much more about sitting in, in the silence of my soul and realizing who was I re- uniquely created to be. Um, and uh, I think that's, Gosh, that's, that's so, so powerful. That's, that's, really uh, yeah. And for, again, another book that was really, uh, that I really connected to, um, I was an author, Ruth Haley Barton, um, Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership, Mm. where um, she talks about one of the downsides of a visionary leader. We're always running and we get Mm -hmm. our sights set on something 
that's so out far out in the future that we miss what's going on in our lives right now. Her quote is, we're blind to the bush that's burning in our own backyard and the wisdom contained within it. Uh, and when I read that, it, you know, it's true. I, I'm always running. You know, right now I'm even at a conference about the future of coffee and the impact that we could make at the well. And my heart is full today of all these ideas the easy thing for me to do is to get into the comparison trap mm. as I sit next to this notable coffee leader and this notable coffee leader. And then, you know, going back to, you know, what, what I was saying earlier, of, oh, I'm not enough to be them or I'm not good enough to be them or I will oh never be good goodness. enough to be them. But realizing that I've been called to run my own race yes, uh, and, and to be okay with, this is where I am. This is who I'm supposed to be. I'm not I'm going to get exhausted if I'm going to try and be this other person. So, right. um, you know, uh, all, all of that to say is, it, it, but all of that requires me to sit still for a minute mm -hmm. and not get lost in what other industries are doing or other leaders are doing. But what am I uniquely called to do? And um, <clears throat> it takes so practice. Good, Mike. I love <laughs> it. You know, I talk a lot about, you know, figuring out who you are and that whole self-discovery journey. Mm -hmm. And it's, it truly is quite a process. Mm -hmm. And I, I get kind of stuck in it. I tend to be able to answer all the questions of, well, who I'm not. Like, sure. that just seems so much easier. Maybe... I'm working it backwards almost. If I keep defining what I'm not, I'm going to be list, left with a list of what I am. I don't know if that even makes sense to you. <laughs> well, uh, I and my problem is the opposite where I think, oh, I could be that too. Oh, <laughs> I, I could be that too. Sure, I could be that. Where then my list of who I am is a full list of who others, others feel I should be rather than who I am. Oh. And so, uh, you know, I think there is value in, in, you know, as I've heard before said, you know, being able to say, you know, give your best. Yes. Um, you mm -hmm. have to say no to something. So, you know what you're saying yes to. Oh, yes. Um, and so I think there is value in, in realizing, um, you can't be everything to everyone. It's okay to be a specialist. You know, I think that's something else oh, that I like I've that. learned. It's okay to be a specialist. I, I like that. Yes. I, you know, I think, I think I learned that from Danielle Laporte too, um, <laughs> where the idea of it's, uh, you know, you know, the world wants us to be a generalist, or I should say mm -hmm. you feel like it does where, you know, when your boss says, Hey, do you, you know, how do you know, do you know about SEO or Excel or whatever the latest, you know, mobile technology you want to go? Yes, I do. <laughs> I Definitely do, even though you have no clue, because you don't want to feel like you're inadequate or that you're not enough. Uh, and I shouldn't say you; it's really me. Uh, you know, that I need to make sure that I'm enough for this request that's coming my way. That it's okay for me to say, you know, I have no clue what that is, and I'm okay with that. Uh, I feel, I'm always drawn to people who are willing to say, you know, I'm not good at that. It gives me freedom to do the same thing and say, nope, I'm, I'm not good at that. That's I, awesome. That's awesome. Okay. I want to be respectful of your time. Do you have time to talk about the conference that you're at right now and, sure. and coffee, your love for coffee and your love for clean water mm -hmm. for everybody? 
Sure. Awesome. Yeah, um, I, I didn't expect to be back in coffee. You know, I, I worked for Starbucks both in um, operations and marketing and, and then moved to work for HIV AIDS and water organization called Blood Water. And then, um, and, you know, I didn't know that um, there was a world for all of that to be combined. You know, I think, you know, mm. they say, you know, life makes sense in reverse. Right. It definitely feels like that um, in this current role. And, um, you know, the conference I'm at right now um, is uh, around coffee and crisis, where it's a world where demand continues to grow um, and prices on the commodity market continue to go down, which really means coffees, the coffee farmer is the one that's most highly affected, where the money is not reaching them as it should be. And the Well Coffee House is a nonprofit coffee house where we donate our profits to provide clean water um, in developing countries. And mm. um, my desire is that we're providing clean water um, origin where we're sourcing some of the world's greatest coffee. Mm. Ironically, a lot of the countries that your favorite coffee comes from, Indonesia, Kenya, Ethiopia, which is the birthplace of coffee, have some of the greatest um, issues for access to safe water. And it, in my soul, it feels like incongruent to take some of the greatest coffee and uh, not reach back and mm. uh, meet one of the greatest needs of their communities. And so, uh, and while I'm at this uh, conference, it just continues to make me realize the expansiveness of the need. Uh, author and thought leader, Steve Garber has said, you know, now that I know, what are you going to do with what you know? I feel like I'm impl implicated in this story mm -hmm. now that I've been given this mm -hmm. knowledge. And so I've, you know, I feel a burden and a heaviness to continue to evaluate um, you know, I don't want to be an organization that just says we're doing good. I want to make sure that it's truly um, impacting those that we serve in the best way possible. And so uh, I'm thrilled to be here um, at this uh, global coffee gathering and uh, just continue to learn what does it mean to not just do good, but do well, make it make a difference to the farmers that without them, we wouldn't be in existence in the first place. Uh, right. and, um, and even the farmers that are here, I am so drawn to them because of the work I've done globally. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I am, I'm drawn to uh, the farmers that are here. And it's been great to just walk up to them and, and um, celebrate the work that they do um, so that we get to do what we do. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to continue to carry that. this. That's, that's yeah. just amazing because the average person that's walking into any coffee house has absolutely no idea that this is going on. Yeah. And I'm thrilled to be surrounded by, you know, thousands of coffee leaders here uh, that are hearing the same message that have the desire to do the same thing back yeah. in their um, city and town and country. And so, uh, you know, change will happen if we all band together and realize that it's up to all of us. Yeah. So I'm looking forward yes. to continuing to explore that. Oh my gosh, Mike, you are just such a treasure. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I mean, I have all kinds of notes that I've written. I mean, just the takeaways of, of practicing being you and remembering who you are and taking that, that time and space and really understanding that your life is just this journey. It's not just one simple calling on your life. And I agree mm. with you. It makes so much more sense when you look at it in reverse. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it really true. does. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I would love to have you back on the show. Um, anybody that's listening to. that would love to talk to Mike or please follow him on Instagram. I'll have everything linked up below. But if you need a leader, you need somebody to come and speak to your group. I think Mike is your guy. He's a wealth of information. Um, humble as heck, as you can tell. And just a, an absolute delight. So thank well, you, Mike. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great uh, just seeing the journey you've been on. And you know anything I can do to continue to celebrate your becoming into this new journey. Uh, I'm glad to do it. Thank you for inviting me into it. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for inspiring us. Thank you so much. Wow. So many amazing takeaways from that conversation. I think my favorite is take time to listen to your soul, to know who you are and who you are meant to be. If you'd like to connect with Mike, his contact information is below in the show notes. Thank you for joining me, friends. Until next time, I'm wishing you every good thing.